I mean, just imagine a no email until noon Monday policy. Imagine a no Zoom Friday policy. It's all possible. The world is changing and people are no longer tolerating environments where there is no balance. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 153 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. This episode is brought to you by our studio's sponsor, Advocare. Oh my God, this community, you guys, they provide world-class products, education, and inspiration designed to help you look better, feel better, and perform better. And y'all, if you've noticed a little bit of a glow lately, yeah, it is that Advocare. Um, I love their supplements and their fitness supplements specifically have been instrumental in my personal training program. Uh, Plus they just released an apple cinnamon yum bar literally titled a yum bar. And y'all, it's a yum bar. It is so freaking good. Uh, And my husband and I are currently obsessed with it. Amanda on my team, uh, their kids, I mean, they can't keep them stocked in the house. Uh, So yeah, I mean, this is the real deal. And I think it's seasonal. So go try them out, guys. And if you want to go shopping for all things Advocare, try out those apple cinnamon yum bars. Don't pay full price. Use my code FEELBETTER15. That's FEELBETTER15 to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. Link in the show notes to learn more. Okay, y'all, here's the deal. Today's episode could not be more epic timing. So here's my advice as you listen to today's episode. It's going to be short. It's going to be sweet, but damn, it's going to be juicy. So I recommend you listen to it through. Listen, take it in. Listen, listen, listen. And then I recommend that you come back to it with a notebook because you're going to listen to this and go, God, I wish I had a notebook. There are too many things I want to take notes on because I am going to be talking to you about my ideal week, how I set goals, what I'm intending to do for 2023 and how I am working in my zone of genius so that I can bring to the finish line the goals and dreams and priorities that I have set for myself and the ones that are coming down the pipeline for 2023. Manifestation is really all about giving your intentions attention. And if you are constantly available, if you do not have boundaries, those intentions will never get attention. And you're going to wake up year over year over year wondering where the fucking years went. So today I'm going to break it down. I'm going to show you and share with you what I'm doing. It's a game changer. So take a listen, soak it in, come back with a notebook and take some good notes because I'm going to share some scheduling insights that'll really set you up for success in 2023 and beyond. Now, let me start with a quick story. Uh, Last month, I was on a flight with one of my fellow keynote speaker friends, Aaron King, and we were um, talking about our work weeks, you know, as us entrepreneurs do. We start talking about business and all the things, right? Speeches and podcasts and interviews and creating content. And of course, the way we structure our weeks came up. Like, how are you maximizing your time? And I specifically asked her how she structures her weeks and what a typical day looks like. Um, Of course, of course, we uh, both agreed that there's no perfect week. And when you travel for a living, specifically like we do, you got to be flexible. Yet whether you travel for a living or not, things are going to happen in your week because life 
is improv. I don't know about you, but I didn't wake up with a script today. I'm looking at a to-do list. I'm looking at my possibility planner and all the things I want to get done. But, you know, anything can happen, right? So do we have a schedule that is flexible, at least provides some flexibility, i.e. a buffer, um, when thinking about setting priorities for your week, whether you're running a business or a household, thinking smartly about how you DJ out your time and leaving some bandwidth is how we set ourselves up for success. So I'm on this, this flight with Erin and uh, there we are, laptops open and she is sort of walking me through her week. And then we get to the weekend and then she tells me that she shuts her laptop and doesn't look at it again till Monday morning. I'm like, you... Hold up, girl. You shut your, like, you don't work on the weekends? Like, I just assumed she worked every weekend because don't we all work seven days a week? I mean, the data and the science shows us that 80% of us are working, like we're checking our work email on the weekends. And it doesn't matter what days of the week you work. Maybe you are a weekend worker, but what the data shows us is that we we aren't hitting the pause button and more on that in just a minute. Uh, but she literally told me she doesn't look at her email on the weekends and she's and she comes back into her Mondays like so fucking fired up. She lives in Laguna Beach across the street from the ocean and spends time enjoying all the things that make up living in that destination. She hikes and boats and does yoga and rides the golf cart around and spends spends time with her husband and her dog and their friends. And I instantly, like, she's telling me all this. I live in a pretty fab destination too. I live in Arizona and it is currently almost December, November in Arizona. And it's fucking magical, right? Like this is when and why you're like, yep, I see why I live in the desert, right? So here I am nose down grinding. Like when was the last time I went and walked on a mountain? You know what I mean? So anyway, I'm, I'm feeling this like ping of jealousy, not like a bad jealousy, but like the kind of jealousy that made me mad at myself. I mean, what I was hearing could not be true. I see her business. I know what she freaking does for a living. I know there's no way she's not working on Saturdays and Sundays. So I say something like, hold up. You mean to really tell me you shut your laptop and you don't work Saturdays, Sundays? And she says, yeah, I really shut my laptop on Saturdays and Sundays. Now, unless I'm traveling to a keynote over the weekend, she goes, my weekends are mine. And I was like, huh. So I sort of sat back in my chair wanting to cry uh, a little bit at how confidently and easily and guilt-free she made that decision for herself. You know, in my keynote everyday improviser, one of my talks that I give on stages across the country, there's this part of the talk where I share, and I alluded to it just a moment ago, where I share data related to distraction. And I'm sharing this data because I'm making a point about focus. Because if there is one thing I know to be true about fear is that fear hates your focus. Because when you are focused, you become really hard to stop. The problem is that we've never been more connected and or distracted than we are today. So workers with an iPhone, we're spending 70% of our day engaging with it. The average person spends five hours, five hours a day on social media. 81% of us are checking our work email on the weekends. Now, again, like I said, you may work on the weekends, but what the data is showing us is that we're not hitting the pause button and then we'll no wonder. 
we're exhausted and stressed out and sick and overwhelmed, all the stuff. Uh, the average worker is interrupted once every 12 minutes. And did you know that once you're interrupted, it takes 25 minutes on average to get refocused? And last, but certainly not least, we're spending on average about 6.3 hours a day in our email. So the question is, who's the boss? You or your technology? Technology and all the tools we use to live our lives and run our our businesses can be incredible servants, but it's a terrible master. So who's the boss? And the reason I share that data in my keynote as it relates to focus is because fear has one job to stop you. And if you become unfocused and distracted, fear can get in there and stop you, right? So our job, the anecdote is to keep moving, right? But we aren't moving because we're exhausted and stressed out and sick and tired and likely taking it out on the people we love the most. So here I am speaking on stage, presenting this data, knowing it to be freaking true, yet here I am stacking my schedule to these unrealistic expectations. And the only way I can keep up is by freaking catching up on the weekends. So instead of hiking and exploring the desert and taking golf lessons and reading books and lounging by the pool and doing all those Arizona things that I worked so hard to get, I'm using the weekends most of the time to catch up on work and clean out my email and process some expense reports. What in the literal fuck? And I know I can't be alone. I was just in Indy visiting my very best friend who works as a teacher. And she told me she's going into her classroom most Sundays to get ready for the week and lesson plan. So she's working on Sundays and she brings home papers every night. So they're graded in the morning, you know, or maybe it's the mom who spends the weekend, you know, folding laundry and running errands instead of creating memories and playing with the kids. Right. And listen, zero judgment here right? Because everyone's life is going to look different. Yet I think there are some smart tweaks you can go into 2023 with to finally set yourself free and design a life that allows you to actually have one. And I'm walking this path with you, okay? Because I knew after that conversation on the plane that I wanted, like really want that for myself again. I used to be so good at it. And then everything changed, right? And I think me losing, almost losing my entire business, but felt so grateful to be able to keep moving through virtual keynotes, but so much happened and so much was lost in the pandemic for so many of us, but so much was also gained, right? Um, And I really think that it's in the times we feel the most triggered that we actually need to lean in and listen the most. So, you know, I'm, I'm hell bent on making 2023 a year of real balance, I even find myself saying to my husband sort of passive aggressive comments like, "Uh, must be nice when he gets in a golf game, you know, in the morning or hits the hot tub or takes his long walks every morning with the dog, right? Like how sad is that? Must be nice, must be nice, you know? And what makes it even more sad is that I'm doing it to myself because I'm the boss. I run my own business. <laughs> like who's going to fire me, right? Like, you know, want me to fire myself? I guess we can. We could self-sabotage, certainly. And I think that's what I've been doing, running myself into the ground constantly, uh, trying to keep up with all of these unrealistic expectations and dress rehearsing a bunch of bullshit tragedies that likely will never happen in my life. But here's the deal. Why do you run your own business? Essentially, we do it for freedom. And whether you run a business or not, you're running the business of you every day. 
right? And you're the CEO of your life and your household. So whether it is your household or your career or your business, you have to be able to set boundaries with your time, with people in order to maximize the quality of your life. And I haven't been doing that. You can't be available 24 seven. You can't look at email all day long and expect to have balance. You can't spend three hours a day on social media and write your next best-selling book. You can't go to the gym and think you'll have the energy it takes to live a brave life. You can't make passive aggressive comments to people you love the most and not take a hard look at the choices you're not making for yourself. So this podcast episode is for you after my first official weekend off. Y'all, I took a weekend off. I did it. I was so inspired by my conversation with Aaron. I did no email, no expense reporting, no weekly planning. It was me and my husband and football games and walks and adventures and workouts and home organizing and date nights. And let me tell you, this Monday morning felt a lot sweeter. I felt sweeter. I felt happier, full, and ready to pour all of that magic into my work, the things I create for you, including this podcast episode this week. I also spent my Friday afternoon last week really spending some time thinking about how I could design a schedule for myself that allows me to get all the things I want to get done, done, but also allows me to live my actual life. It is a puzzle. And I think we each have to do what works for us because everybody's life and careers and family structures are going to be different. But here's the question. When did working five freaking days a week, not become enough. And if I can't take two days off, (laughs) then something is fundamentally broken and I need to figure out how to fix it. Now, if you're an OG around here and been around for a while, you know I love goal-focused planning. I live for the science-backed approach of working in small windows to uh, achieve big results. Um, I actually created, I love this process so much that I created my own goal-focused planner. It's called the Possibility Planner. Um, You can actually go to judyholler.com forward slash free gift to download immediately the digital PDF version for free. We sell them on our website. But if you want to get started somewhere this year, go download that, take a look at it. Um, But we have to start there because it's a tool I really believe in. So whether you take uh, the, the prompts and the framework of the planning process I use and vibe it with what you're using, I think this is a really great place to start. And I have always considered goal focused planning to be my secret weapon uh, that sort of pours gasoline on a new process I am calling my zone of genius system that I am now layering on top of my goal-focused planning, specifically when I lay out my weeks. Okay, if you're loving this podcast, you're going to love my newsletter. And let me tell you something, it is not your normal newsletter. It's basically like a mullet. So what I mean by that is that it is a business on the front end of the week and a party in the back, baby. Okay, so here's what that means for real, for real. Uh, It means that every Monday you're going to get the keynote, which is a newsletter under 500 words that presents you with a big idea to think about and inspire your week, plus an assignment for you to take action on that week. And then on Friday, I get to see you again, and you're going to get the vibe check. And the vibe check has been around for eight years. My keynote newsletter is a little bit new. We started it uh, just about two months ago now. Uh, But the vibe check on Friday, my goodness, we've been doing this for eight years. And every Friday, I share five things 
um, loving, learning, gifting, reading, doing, buying. It is one of the most popular things I do and one of my favorite things to do every week. And my, my newsletters are a certified Vibe. Like I said, they're one of the most popular things I, I, I do. I've been sending out uh, the Vibe check, like I said, for almost eight years, and I haven't missed a Friday in those eight years. So the new newsletter, the keynote on Monday is going gangbusters. Y'all are loving it. So thank you so much for your emails and for letting me know. So it is definitely a vibe. So join the 20,000 plus subscribers getting inspired every Monday and their vibe checked every Friday. I hope to see you there. Link in the show notes to sign up. Okay, back to the show. So when you do the download, you'll be able to peep my planner and there's a whole intro section where it walks you through you know, the way I plan out my weeks and all that good stuff. So what I'm about to share with you is a layering tool that I put on top of that process specifically as it relates to organizing my weeks, okay? So there's this great book. I highly recommend it. It is a book called Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. I'll link up in the show notes. And in that book, he talks a lot about creating your ideal week. And I recommend that read and its resources if you really want to further this learning, because a lot of what I'm going to share with you today was inspired by myself taking in that book and remixing it to work for my business and my life and my schedule, which is what I want you to do with all the ideas I share today. Take what works for you and and um, get yourself out of your comfort zone, but allow it to vibe with the way your life is currently running. Because my guess is you could, like me, use a little bit more freedom and flexibility in your life. And my guess is that you don't want to walk into 2023 and beyond crazy busy and overwhelmed and exhausted and stressed out and last on your own list. So this process that I am going to share with you, this zone of genius system can really help you catch that vibe. And I figure we might as well start talking about this now because the holidays are hectic and January 1st will be here before we know it. But the cold hard truth is this, January 1st is a comfort zone. Why wait for January 1st? Why not start thinking about this shit now so you can get some of your life back and yourself back? So a couple of things before I share what I came up with and what I plan to do. I think it's important to note that A, you need to take what works and leave the rest because every one of us has a different life and career and priorities. B, any new habit or change takes time and mad discipline. So beware excuses. Oh, easy for her to say. You know, I think excuses are lies wrapped up in fear, right? Um, so when we're making excuses, okay, what are you really afraid of here? But give yourself some time because any new habit takes time and keyword their discipline. C, boundaries are critical because if you're always available, you will never be available. And D, you're going to have to leave your comfort zone. If you do things the same way you've always done them, nothing will change. Think of yourself when starting anything new like this as a chef in the kitchen. You're going to play around with the different ingredients that make up your life and your business and your goals and what makes you really good at what you do. Those things only you can do. And you're going to experiment with it and try out different ingredients until you bake the perfect cake. And I think I just did. So I'm going to walk you through how I set up my goals and priorities uh, for each new year and then share my new zone of genius process for my weekly schedule. So for my annual goals, the first thing I do every year is I sort of start with a theme. Uh, my theme in 2022 was reignite. Uh, my keynote speaking business had taken a brutal hit coming out of uh, 
the, those two years that were the blur of COVID. So I really was focused on reigniting myself and my confidence and my keynote speaking business. And through that journey, I really stepped into my personal power. So 2023 is going to be my theme for the year is personal power, really stepping in to the authentic human being that I am, the woman that I am, and not apologizing for it, right? And allowing myself to transform in all the ways I deserve and desire to transform into, right? So I pick a theme. Um, so pick a theme. Um, and I I typically root my theme in a in a feeling. How do I want to feel? And then my mantra is kind of like, what do I want to do? So in 2022, uh, it was stay ready, stay ready. Like in the improv theater, we were always talking about be alive on the front line because you could get tapped in at any moment. So am I ready? Am I ready? What's the verb here? Um, so the mantra is kind of a verb. What are you going to do about it? Right? So the theme is, okay, how do I want to feel this year? And then the word is, all right, so what are you going to do about it? Right? It's kind of the yes and yes, I want to reignite my business. Okay, great. So I'm ready to do that. Right? Uh, so 2023, yes, I want to step into my personal power. And then how I'm going to do that, my word for 2023 is gains, baby. Gains. I want to gain on every level, financially, physically, mentally, emotionally. I want to gain. And I'm really excited to see what I end up getting on the other side of that word. But I think setting a theme and a word to stack your priorities behind and to assign as your North Star is a powerful way to begin. Then I set my goals in two categories. And this is in my planner as well. Um, we typically set our goals, those of us who are in the Possibility Planner community, uh, we have personal goals and professional goals, right? So I kind of do a column of things I want to do personally and things I want to do professionally in 2023. And then I work in quarters to advance them. Again, the planner walks you through this whole process. Once my goals are set, then I determine my zone of genius buckets. Think of the zone of genius buckets as that thing only you can do, that thing you do better than everyone else, that thing that can't be outsourced, that thing that makes your goals a reality. So for me, I work as a keynote speaker. So my number one zone of genius is in the writing, rehearsing, and researching for my new talks and onstage keynotes. Second to that, I need to get booked as a keynote speaker. So sales and marketing is a zone of genius. Me actually picking up the phone and networking and closing deals and recording videos and putting myself out there has to happen every week or things won't happen. I also have a top podcast, thanks to you. So another zone of genius is the writing and recording and researching for that podcast. Um, I can outsource some of the researching. My team helps me with some of the researching and like interview prep with guests. But, you know, I write the episodes. I decide what's happening on this podcast, what conversations. And I actually have to be in the studio here to physically record the podcast. So that's a zone of genius. I also produce two newsletters a week. So writing those newsletters is something I do myself. No one else can write them for me. So that's a zone of genius. I also work out with a personal trainer and have some big fitness goals. So me getting myself to the gym is a zone of genius. And last, right now, as we close out Q4 2022, I am in the middle of doing my entire website. We are redoing my entire website that'll launch in January. I can't wait to share it with you. But there is a lot of intellectual property that only I can write for that 
that website, right? And of course, I'm working in collaboration with my team and Amanda and my designer, Brian, and Peter, our web developer. I mean, I've got the freaking pros on this project. But writing copy for my new website and really digging into the design and the videos that need to go up and how we want to tell our stories, dude, that is on me. So that writing for my new website is a current zone of genius. So maybe you're a mom of kids, small kids right now, and only you right now can be their mama, right? Because only you are their mama. So because you have small children, maybe a new baby, uh, little ones running around the house, maybe you're a stay-at-home mama, that's your zone of genius right now because that's the season you're in and no one can be their mama but you, right? Maybe you want to get back in shape, but only you can get yourself to the gym. So hitting the gym is likely going to be your zone of genius if that is a big fitness goal for you. Maybe you want to finally start that business that's been on your heart, but only you can start it. So dedicating time every week to work on it should be in your zone of genius, right? We're going to have seasons in life. My business and my life continues to ebb and flow. So will yours. Kids grow up, kids go to school. Um, Sometimes you're in work, sometimes you're out of work. Uh, Sometimes we're single, sometimes we're married. So your zone of genius will change. And that's what's so cool about it because it allows flexibility based on the priorities you have determined for yourself at the time. And some of those may change quarterly and some of them may not change for decades. But once you start thinking about and structuring your days and weeks around those things only you can do and doing them first allows you to actually make some pretty epic progress. So here's how my schedule currently shakes out. And what I love about this, and this is where you're going to run to write the notes, okay? What I love about this is that it allows a buffer in the week because there's no perfect day and things will happen because life is improv. And what I'm about to share with you factors in a full Saturday and Sunday off. So here's what I'm currently rocking with Monday through Friday. Number one, my morning routine typically consists of coffee, vitamins, I'm getting my ass on those walks with my my hubby and those dogs most days, working out and getting ready for the day, but not every day. Sometimes I'm not working out until lunch and I'm writing in my pajamas until noon. I kind of vibe with it week to week, but typically I wake up around 5.30 with the goal of being in my office by 8 a.m. So I have from 5.30 to 8 a.m. to tend to that morning routine. Every workday, once I'm in the office at 8 a.m., begins with a 60-minute start-up ritual around 8 a.m. and then ends with a shutdown ritual around 4 p.m. And this is an idea proposed in the book, Free to Focus, by Michael Hyatt that I love. So I start my day by clearing out my email. And plus, I have team members that are on the other side of the country. And they can't wait until the end of the day for me to look at my email because by the time I look at email at three o'clock, which is usually what I do, I look at my email at the end of the day or maybe around lunchtime, it's already the end of the day. And there's shit that needs to be acted upon, right? So my startup ritual sort of begins with getting my email to zero. I spend about 30 minutes max in the morning ripping through my email, doing, deleting, and or delegating the items in that email inbox. Guys, I live for and 99% of the time always have a zero inbox. And I'm real proud of that. But it's because I look at it and I approach my inbox with the do, delete, or delegate mentality, right? Um, So I'll defer it and snooze it if I have to. Um, But again, I get myself to email zero. That's what I do first. 
then I'll check and post to social. If it's a day I'm posting to social, I'll do it. I'll check DMs and spend about 10 minutes or so responding and engaging with my community online. And then I put the phone away. I review my calendar for the day. I review my top three priorities and I grab a book that I'm reading, a a leadership book, a personal development book, and I read for 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. Um, There's a lot of data and science around uh, how you can make a lot of progress in just 10 minutes. There's an article that came out in the New York Times that says if you read just 10 minutes a day, which for the average reader is 10 pages in 10 minutes, you will have read in one year's time 19 200 page books. Just imagine how your life will change. So, you know, it can feel overwhelming to read a book, but I got really behind. I was making a lot of excuses and giving myself grace for why I wasn't reading. Um, And that's just a bunch of bullshit. If I want to stay relevant as a thought leader, as a keynote speaker, as a writer, as a podcaster, I have to be reading books. I have to stay in the game of personal development. You know, we have to be looking at our priorities, right? And for me, writing requires reading and taking in a lot of information. So every morning I read and it's pretty cool. At that pace, I'm pretty much on the clip of one leadership book a week and one fiction book a week because I always end my days in bed with a fiction book. So I do personal development in the morning, 20 to 30 minutes. So roughly I can read in 30 minutes, 50 pages. I'm a pretty fast reader. So think about that. In five days, I've read a 250 page book. I I can carve out 30 minutes to read 50 pages. Not a big deal. And I do it first. So I'm like crushing through content. And at the end of the day, I'm doing fiction. So if I spend 30 minutes reading while I put myself to sleep, great. Then I'm reading 50 pages a week and Monday through Friday, even if it's Monday through Sunday and I only do 15 minutes because I fall asleep, I'm getting in one fiction book a week. So that's two books a week, not too shabby. And then my shutdown ritual uh, around four o'clock, great. I go back into my email. So I look at my email twice a day. I get my email back to zero, do delete and delegate. I check social. I review unfinished items, things I didn't get to that day. And I move them either to the next day or another day. And then I determine before I leave work, tomorrow's schedule and priorities so that when I'm off work, I'm off work. So that is how I start and end my days. Now for the weekly layout, my mornings are for making, which is my most important work and my massive zone of genius. So I do it first before the distractions of the day can hijack me. And I have four uh, zone of genius categories right now. So Monday, my zone of genius is I'm the podcast. I'm making things for the podcast. On Tuesday, I'm making things for my website project. On Wednesday, I'm making for my newsletter. And on Thursday, I'm making for my keynote business. It just gives me lanes to stay in. So I'm touching all the priorities every week. Monday afternoons are when my standing weekly team meetings happen. So we kick off our Mondays with a bang and we do those Monday afternoon. I keep my Monday mornings free to focus. I don't schedule appointments Monday morning because Monday morning calls suck. Like no way. Who's scheduling calls on a Monday morning? Like no. So I ease into my week and I write. I really do um, my podcast writing Monday morning. I come off a high vibe weekend and I write these episodes for you. Um, On Tuesdays and Thursdays, my calendar stays open from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m for calls and meetings and interviews. So twice a week from 10 to 2, I'm open for calls. And Amanda can drop appointments on my calendar in meetings and interviews, et cetera, without even having to ask me because those are my times for that zone of genius work. On Wednesday afternoons, I go into full sales and marketing mode. So I create in the morning. So Wednesday mornings, I'm writing my newsletters, right? Um, And then Wednesday afternoons after lunch, 
boop, I go into sales mode and I make calls and waves and I'm networking and, you know, sending videos and trying to close deals, all that good stuff. So every Wednesday, sales and marketing. And then Fridays are my Freestyle Fridays. This is a day to catch up on anything outstanding from administrative work to paying bills to planning menus to grocery shopping to running errands uh, and most importantly to setting up next week next week's goals and priorities so that I go into the weekend with a free mind and ready to rock, right? Um, I do want to mention my fitness schedule. That changes day by day, week by week, but on Fridays, I, when I plan, so every Friday afternoon um, or Friday morning, I plan out my next week so that I go into the weekend not having to do that. And I kind of, by Friday, my appointments are confirmed and I know what interviews I got to be on, what stages I'm speaking on, what my different meetings are, what doctor's appointments I have, et cetera, right? So on Fridays, so by Friday, I'll know the next week's schedule. And I will schedule those workouts with myself based on how that week is going to look. So sometimes I work out early in the morning based on the schedule uh, that week, um, or sometimes I do it over lunch, or sometimes it has to be an evening workout. But I literally, on Fridays, when I'm planning my week, the first thing I do is I put in all my work appointments. And then the second thing I do is I set those appointments with myself in the gym. So whether it's a hike or a Peloton ride at my house or actually lifting in the gym, those are the very first personal appointments that go on my calendar. Um, And that has been transformational. So I look at all of my current zone of genius priorities and they're all accounted for in what I just shared with you, right? Which helps me focus on them, which in turn makes them happen. Manifestation is giving your intentions attention. In what I just shared with you, I have time for writing every day. I'm writing every morning. My mornings are for making. Even if on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I open up for calls at 10 a.m., those are my early mornings, right? So I am getting up and I'm probably in my office at 7 Um or if I'm not in my office at seven, I'm in my office at eight and I'm sending, spending from eight to 10 writing uh, for usually on Tuesdays, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my website. These days, I'm working on my website every morning because we are in the thick of it, uh, but I'm doing my writing uh, before those call times open up at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But look at this schedule allows me to write every day. It's got all my workouts in there. It's got sales and marketing every Wednesday afternoon, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm hanging out with my clients and in meetings and on interviews, putting myself out there. On Mondays, I connect with my team and I look at email and social media twice a day, but I set time limits, 30 minutes in the morning, And then I clean out my inbox at the end of the day. So that's typically 30 to 45 minutes based on how much is going on that day. And on Fridays, I clear out all my administrative tasks and set myself up for a kick-ass weekend. Um, So I guess the whole point of me sharing this with you is to really get you thinking about how you're going to design a life next year that allows you to actually live one. It's possible. It's all possible, but it's going to take discipline and focus and you making a commitment to yourself and your boundaries. Because if you are always available, you will miss the magic. And listen, sometimes we got to get creative. You know, I have a home office and sometimes there are distractions at the house. So I have to pack a bag and go to a hotel or a coffee shop to write. Um, So work with your spouse, work with your family, work with your team and loop them into your goals and what you're trying to achieve and better yet, empower them to do the same for themselves. And the best part of you doing this as a leader in your business or in your life, you really identifying your zone of genius activities, your three to five 
five zone of genius activities. I think five is great because we have five days in a week. Better yet, four, because then you can take Fridays for freestyle Fridays, right? Uh, And catch up on all the things. But um, you can be this really beautiful example. Uh, We can't be what we don't see. And other people watching you set boundaries with your business and your time will really inspire them and give them the permission to go do the same for themselves. And I think final disclaimer here, I think it's important to address the fact that you may be sitting here going, okay, easy for you to say, babe, but you you work for yourself. You don't have a boss to report up to. Well, I got you, boo. I actually wrote about this in my book, Fear is My Homeboy. So your homework assignment is to go to page 65 of that book and read that page dedicated to addressing this with your boss. Um, so my biggest ad- piece of advice is this though, let the results speak for themselves. When I was in corporate and I wanted to take some risks with my my schedule and set some boundaries. Um, you know, I rooted all of my actions in results, meaning I based my zone of genius activities essentially off the goals I had at work so that if I had a sales and revenue goal, uh, well, I better have time dedicated to sales and marketing on my calendar. I can't be sitting in meetings all day, right? I have to make these sales calls. So I need to set a boundary here. I need to go on sales calls. I need to visit customers. I need to work on my presentations, right? If presentations were a part of my job, I better have time on my schedule to research and prepare and rehearse and create those presentations. If I wanted to grow my leadership skills and get a promotion, well, then I better be reading books and listening to podcasts and taking courses and attending industry conferences, right? So the biggest piece of advice I have is to root your schedule and results and tie it to your annual goals. And if none of that works and you continue to be frustrated and you continue to be getting emailed all times of the day and text messages all time of the day from your boss and working weekends and never taking vacations. Y'all, it's a big wide world of incredible leaders and companies that get it. And the world is changing. So maybe it's time to take your zone of genius and find a new place to let your genius shine, right? And as leaders, we have to let our people do their work. If we constantly expect people to be on Zooms and meetings and always available via email, we will never get anything done. So this is an opportunity for it to start from the top down. But if you are not leading a team and reporting up, this is a great way to start. Root your choices in the results those choices will give the company and the team and the goals that you've been given to hit. I mean, just imagine a no email until noon Monday policy. Imagine a no Zoom Friday policy. Imagine being celebrated for taking vacations and actually not looking at email, right? These are examples from real companies I work with. It's all possible. The world is changing and people are no longer tolerating environments where there is no balance. And I think this is what quiet quitting really means. It's actually you just doing your job. And if you want to be done at five, be done at five. I mean, imagine having a weekend off. Imagine a five-day work week. Mm. Y'all, I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway was. Let me know what questions you have. Talk to me on Instagram. I love hearing from you. Don't be shy. You can always send me a DM or uh, email me at hello at judyholler.com. Go get them. Next week, I'll be back with another hot and fresh, juicy episode. Uh, We're going to get you ready, rock star ready for 2023. And as always, I'm so grateful uh, to you for listening, uh, for reviewing, for rating, for sharing. Uh, You mean and matter so much. I love you. Go get them. Zones of genius. Let me know what you think. All right. See you next week.